Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. So how many of you are buying this? Headline here, Epic Times. (laughs) This, of course, after Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was raided by the FBI. There's so much news about this today. It's going to take a while. We're not going to get through all of it. There's just no way that we're going to. But I want to start with this. How many of you out here listening to my voice right now, how many of you would say that this has the slightest possibility of being true? Now, I'm not accusing the Epic Times of lying here in their headline. I think that they're communicating a true statement that they were given. But let me read this headline to you at theepictimes.com. White House says it had no notice of FBI raid on Trump. So the Epic Times, right? This, uh, I mean, a solid news organization, if you ask me. They sent an email to the White House, and the White House responded... White House official, responded with the following quote in an email. We did not have any, we did not have notice of the reported action and would refer you to the Justice Department for any additional information. I told Oz before the break, she's now, she's now going to spearhead. She is now going to be the official leader of our Todd Huff Show fact check team. And she said that's wonderful because she's got a nose for um, identifying the malarkey, as Biden would say, in the news today, any day, not just today. I mean, she's she's pretty well versed across the board at detecting uh, things that are fake. So we're gonna have her <laughs> we're gonna have her run through this. In fact, I think she needs about two seconds to determine that the. White House not having any notice of the FBI raid on Trump is no way. There's no way this should be. There's no way this should be true. Hear hear me out. This is absolutely something the White House should have known. Now, should the White House know about every FBI raid in the United States of America? No, it shouldn't. Now, it is important to note that the FBI is under the executive branch. Sometimes I think there's so much confusion. The government is so big now. People don't even understand. Biden, this should terrify every one of us. I mean, at least it would, (laughs) we should pause and ask ourselves, which is really worse? Is it worse to know? Is it worse to know that Biden is technically in charge of the FBI? Or is it worse to know that people like Christopher Wray and, Peter Strzok and James Comey are the ones who are leading the day-to-day operations or have recently been involved in leadership positions and so forth of the FBI. What What's more terrifying to you? 
Because to me, I mean, it's it's one and the same. But the White House absolutely should know that the former president of the United States, that his home, his home in Florida, Mar-a-Lago, is being raided by the FBI. They absolutely should know this. And I don't even mean, look, I understand the tendency here. And I understand you know, as well as anyone else, that politics is about optics. And if they admit that they knew that this house was was being raided, um, not this, that Mar-a-Lago, Trump's residence was being, was being raided, then the immediate next question, of course, is what? Well, why did you allow that to go through? Is this political? Well, if you're a fair-minded journalist who's trying to get information, that would be your next question. But, of course, the media, the media instead uh, continues to push some narrative that basically says this is just what Trump gets. I mean, Trump's, we know Trump, the media, the Democrat Party tells us, Trump is basically Hitler. And so this is what he gets. This is what justice looks like. But, and that's the talking point. The talking point is, look, Trump's in so so many bad things. He's such a bad guy. There's so many, you know, so many terrible, awful things that he's done. Yeah, the guy should have been raided. I mean, I don't think, but let me be clear. I don't think this. I'm just expressing to you what the left and the Democrats and the media think. Yeah, this guy should have been raided years ago, probably when he was at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in the White House. That's probably when they think he should have been raided by the FBI. The FBI that he would have been technically in charge of during those days. So, but as you ask yourself, and and Eric Trump, Eric Trump was on Hannity, I guess Monday night, I did not see that. But he was on Hannity and basically said, basically said that the search conducted by the FBI focused on documents that had been sought by the National Archives. Now, that's what he said, and that's what it appears to be. But who the heck knows, right? Until I hear the left, until I hear the political enemies of Donald Trump openly confess and admit, and these lunatics on Twitter, until they say we should not weaponize the FBI. We should not weaponize the Department of Justice. We should not weaponize any branch, any part, any acronym of the federal government against any American citizen, especially for, period, but especially for political retribution. Again, this remember, this these things cannot be viewed in a vacuum. We just had a piece of legislation, which I'm going to pause. You see this? There's a chance. I'm not I'm not necessarily hopeful in this. So don't misunderstand me. But there are now Democrats in the House of Representatives who are a little bit there, there's been a letter that's been sent to Pelosi and Steny Hoyer and other people in positions of leadership in the House of Representatives where some of these Democrats are a little bit uncertain about passing or voting for the so-called inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which remarkably has a way of increasing inflation in the next couple of years. But some of them have signed on to this letter, um, at least posturing. I don't know. Again, I'm not saying I'm hopeful. I do think that this probably will pass the House. But how ironic, how much poetic justice would there be in this? If, again, 
Do not get your hopes up. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just telling you what I've read, what I've seen and heard, and that that letter, there's at least some political posturing. Um, there's probably no legitimate chance that this doesn't pass, but, again, the question is, the question is, if the pressure gets high enough, and it's it's close to there, if they can't get away with just some dog and pony show and political posturing and actually have to make decisions that their constituents um, are going to want to have them make prior to the 2022 midterm election. Remember, every single House of Representatives member is up for re-election every two years, so everyone's on the ballot. Um, There's definitely fear amongst those representatives. But anyhow, that bill, the reason I bring this up is that bill has what is it 80 70 80,000 new IRS agents. So don't look at the Trump situation in a vacuum and not see that there's also a growing government to where there's going to be 70 to 80,000 IRS agents that are going to be sitting there looking for things to do that have been employed employed at a cost to the US taxpayer to be more stringent in looking for audit opportunities and so forth. And look, I'm not saying there's never a legitimate need for an audit. I'm not here to defend true tax evasion. I am here to defend against, to speak out against, the weaponization of the government on any level, whatever the shape it takes, whether it's the IRS, whether it's the FBI, whether it's the DOJ, whether it's the ABC, I don't care what it is. Whatever branch of government, it doesn't need to be weaponized against political opponents. It doesn't need to be weaponized against the American people. And the White House says that they didn't have any idea that the FBI was going to raid President Trump's Mar-a-Lago. But they should have, right? They absolutely should have. Because I'm telling you right now, folks, we are in the midst of a genuine... I don't like to say this, but I I think that this is unavoidable at this particular point in time. We are in the midst of a genuine constitutional crisis. And this constitutional crisis is not because of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. That is ridiculous. That is a political battle that needs to be fought. It has been fought. It's been fought recently here in the Hoosier State, which is where I currently reside, I say currently because of the truth tour, this is our home, but this is what, um, this is how this is supposed to work. And the real constitutional crisis is when government, think about this, begins to weaponize itself against those whom it disagrees with. And that is a humbling and overwhelming and should be terrifying, terrifying realization. Because if the former president of the United States can be targeted like this, who cannot be? Laura Trump was out there basically saying that very thing. What would they do to you, average American? And I mean, you could ask, you could point this out again with people who've been arrested in connection with January 6th. I mean, some of these things that have happened as it pertains to due process, the way that the system is supposed to work, whether they are guilty or not, 
That is another question altogether. But the way the government has approached this, way out of control. The way the the IRS was approaching conservative nonprofit groups back in the I'm ten years ago or so, back when Obama was president and Lois Lerner was at the helm of the IRS. That sort of stuff should never be allowed to happen. But people will say, "Well, Todd, Trump has broken the law. The walls are." Crashing in on President Trump, former President Trump. He's run out of places to go. You know, he has, justice is about to, uh, you know, be fulfilled in connection with President Trump. That's the, what the left believes. But I, you know, I find it interesting. And I think, hear me say this, this is going to tick off the left if you tuned in today. I don't, I don't mean this to be for you know shock value. I absolutely believe this. Every single member, every single BLM supporter, every single Black Lives Matter protester, if they are intellectually honest, should be able to see the problem with the raid on Mar-a-Lago. They should be able to at least see, hmm, potentially how someone in a position of power can abuse his or her authority for some other motive or reason. This is the entire premise upon which the Black Lives Matter is predicated, right? Because I've heard plenty of leftists out there from Nancy Pelosi and people on CNN and everything else. They tell us, well, this is the court. A court issued this search warrant. And to get a search warrant, you have to do these things. As though there's been no corruption in government in the lives of these people who are talking. Context matters. Actually, context is king. It only... (laughs) If you have people in positions of power who are corrupt and do not have integrity and to whom politics is all that matters, if everything is political, if they see their role in government to further their political agenda, to further their worldview and so forth, not just through the political process, but to use their office to do things for dishonest gain, to abuse those with whom they disagree or whatever. That is, of course, it's the same thing. Black Lives Matter, like you could say, well, the only reason a cop would use force is because it was warranted and the person was threatening the cop, the police officer with great bodily harm, or potentially death. And so that's the way it's supposed to work. Now, there's examples where it doesn't work that way. And you know what? That can happen in courtrooms as well. In fact, if you you were to look at the history of obstacles and ridiculous nonsense that President Trump has had to endure, how many of these things have completely fallen apart, starting with Russian collusion? Remember, remember, The same people in the intelligence community, maybe not verbatim the same people who are in the FBI today, but it's the same mindset of people. Remember those 50, 50 U.S. intelligence officials after the Hunter Biden laptop story was finally shared or broken with the world because of Miranda Devine of the New York Post, I believe. Again, if you haven't read the book, Laptop from Hell, I encourage you to get that. But remember, when she broke that story 
and social media said you couldn't share it because it was fake news up to an election. It had all the hallmarks. Remember this? All the hallmarks of Russian propaganda. That's what they told us. And they told, in fact, there was an article in Politico. 50 U.S. intelligence officials say that this is Russian. Well, they, they chose their words carefully. This has the hallmarks of Russian propaganda. This is what it looks like. This is probably what it is. We shouldn't pay any attention to this. This is in the days and weeks leading up to our election. We can't be swayed by this sort of stuff because because we might be picking a president that the Russians want us to do. They tricked us. We can't do that. We've got to ignore this, right? 50, 5-0 intelligence officials, high-ranking people that should know, experts, remember the same experts, again, not the same type of expert, but the same type of mindset of expert that says what the sea level is going to be in 50 years. These folks couldn't even predict something or tell us the truth about something or accurately communicate the truth about something that was in real time unfolding before their eyes. And you know why? Because they had other motivations. They had other motivations. They did not want Donald Trump in the White House. And those same motivations, I am telling you, the same motivations that were in those 50 U.S. intelligence officials that said the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian propaganda back in October of 2020. It's the same types of people who are telling you that this raid by the FBI is justified. It's the same type, because the ends to these folks justify the means. It doesn't matter. Their objective is only to stop President Trump. And he, they, they are terrified. It is all-out war. They have, they understand how much of a connection he has with his voters. They understand how much of a threat he is to their livelihoods, to their way of existing, to their, to their God in Washington, D.C., and they can't stomach it. And they will try to take him down however they can. In fact, Bernard Carrick is out there saying, He's actually really afraid that some of these radicals are going to attempt to assassinate Trump, which, I mean, that's, folks, there has been so much hostility that has been created, manufactured by the media, by the radical left against the very person of Donald Trump. Like him, hate him, I don't even care at this point. That's your choice. But at least make it your choice based upon reality, not because you've been fed a bunch of propaganda. The real propaganda came from the 50 U.S. intelligence officials who said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian propaganda. The real propaganda came from the people who told us that Trump really didn't win the 2016 election. Instead, it was the result of Russian collusion. These folks never sleep. These folks are duplicitous. These folks are wicked. These folks love operating in darkness, and it is time to shine the light of day on this, and we have to address this head-on. Trump is right. The next president has to eradicate this in ways that I don't think the average person is prepared for. This is a cancer to our republic. I've got to take a break. We'll pick up with this where we left off. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Back, my friends. By the way, I want to tell you today, today is our seven year anniversary. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later today. Just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a good day just to reflect 
and to just take a little bit of stroll down memory lane and just share some gratitude and thoughts with you, with you who listen, with you that have been here, some of you literally since day number one, which is crazy to think about, seven years. Anyway, seven-year anniversary here for the program today, birthday, whatever you want to call this. But let's go back to Trump. Trump, the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago, and let me say this. Remember what this is allegedly about. Look, if, if Trump has legitimately broken the law, if Trump has done something that violates his oath to the Constitution or anything like that, I it doesn't I know some people don't believe this, but to me it doesn't matter. I am not in the business of trying to defend someone who doesn't who's who it requires them to face if, if they're required to face justice. I mean, I may have still have personal things I like about, you know, policies or whatever, but that's not my my main driver. If we if we give up the rule of law, which it's arguable that many have. Well, actually, it's it's not even, you can't even argue. Some people absolutely have. If Trump does anything, they want him to pay. For example, we've got this whole fight over his taxes. I have never in my life seen a group of people who are so concerned and enamored with someone else's tax returns. First of all, the people who are enamored by this, I'm telling you right now, will not be able to make heads or tails about anything about Trump's financial condition or situation or whatever from his his taxes. It's not really the way that that works. Anyway, beside the point. They they it is so personal for them. They they hate this guy. And I, folks, I acknowledge there's hatred from Republicans, conservatives, Trump supporters for other people. I I'm not I I that's that's not effective. That is not I understand that we need to fight and that we have to identify who is an enemy of our constitution. Totally with everyone on that. Not even upset if there's anger at this, but the sometimes the level of pure hatred. I think what the hatred for Trump though is unmatched. It is there's nothing even close. Nothing even close to this. And as I've pointed out before, and as I'll share again today, the reason for that is because the left and the media do the same thing to Trump that they did to everyone else who was a Republican or a conservative that made inroads with the American people, and they just decided to try to put a stop to it because they found that destroying the person personally actually stopped the person's agenda and ideology from being implemented, and so they just figure, hey, let's do whatever it takes. And But they've never run into someone like Trump. Trump would fight back. They could not go too, <laughs> too low for Trump. Trump will take the fight down to the gutter. He will. He's just going to fight back. I think the best example, well, one of the best, there's lots, but perhaps my favorite is the time <laughs> Trump... Trump told Jim Acosta at one of the White House briefings, you know, Jim, I'm, I've been calling you fake news. I think he may have even apologized. I'm, I'm sorry for calling you fake news. And Jim Acosta kind of walks right into it. And Trump says, you're very fake news. <laughs> I just, and, but I think when we realize just how morally depraved and how wicked and how truly terrifying 
it is that the, the of the radical left's worldview, how they want to weaponize the government to accomplish their their ends. I don't know um, if you've seen or heard. I've got it in the stack of stuff from yesterday. Again, so many things I can't possibly get into all of them with you. But there was a a conference or something, and there was a I think a Florida school board member who told the crowd, hey, don't worry, there are woke school board members who are embedded in these boards around the state and we're working basically covertly. We're covertly working to make the school systems woke from within. And they got, woohoo, yeah, just what we need, more woke school districts. But that got applause. But this is how they go about their business, right? This is how they have to go about their business. And I think that should be, that should be instructive and actually quite encouraging to us because they cannot have a battle in broad daylight. They cannot because they are not on the side of truth, my friends. They run from the light. They run to the darkness. They run to ambiguous circumstances as to why there might be a raid. They come up with stories and narratives about a group of Russian Facebook professional advertisers that somehow put together a campaign for Trump that tricked Hillary voters into voting for Trump. This is everything that they are built upon is is broken. It's not firmly established in in truth. And this we have to recognize that. I'm talking about the radical left again, not all the liberals, not all of the rank and file Democrats and so forth. And I take great hoping that because I think what that really tells us is they know that their ideas aren't popular. They have to get other things working in their favor to achieve their their mission. They've got to tell us it's the Inflation Reduction Act because everyone wants inflation to go down, but they can't tell us the truth about what they're really doing. They can't explain to us or articulate to us really what causes inflation because if they did that, we would understand it's precisely people like the ones who are voting for this bill that created inflation. And believe me, there's Republicans to be blamed as well. I'm not just simply blindly blaming one party over the other. But this worldview, the way they go about conducting the business of politics, the way they've weaponized parts of our government, this cannot be, my friends, allowed to stand. Cannot be. And all of this, what is this over? It's about it's about documents, allegedly. Which, look... <laughs> If Trump has documents he's not supposed to have, let's just, for the sake of discussion, is there not a better way to get these? Is this the only solution? Is this the only way to do this? Well, yes, Todd, Todd Trump doesn't cooperate with subpoenas and all this sort of stuff. I I don't know. I'm, I'm, it just seems to me that this is way overkill, especially when you realize Hillary Clinton deleted 33 thousand emails that we know of government owned emails not her personal emails not her doing downward dog as she told us those were those emails had pictures of her at uh, chelsea's wedding i know why it's time to take a break or these were you know emails of her yoga class or whatever downward dog warrior one tree pose am i supposed to believe that Am I supposed to believe that there's 33,000 pictures or emails of Hillary Clinton in tree pose, in Warrior One, in what are some of the other? Child pose? 
Chad, Chad, whatever. Am I supposed to believe that? 33,000 emails about Chelsea's wedding? I mean, on the one hand, I guess, yeah, they take their job that, you know, they, they abuse the taxpayer so much that I guess they're using government time and equipment and emails to send 33,000 about personal matters. But on another, there's no way. That's absurd to even think about, even to do the math on that. I think even a Bernie supporter could figure out the math on it. Probably not. I'm just, take it easy, Bernie supporters. You know I love you. You got to work on your math. You got to work on your worldview and your ideology. But that's okay. I'm glad you're here. Quick time out, though, my friends. A little bit long this segment. Got plenty more to say about this. We'll do that on the other side of the break. So, let's go back in time here. Talking with Oz about this during the break. Flashback. This is uh, from thedailycaller.com. Kudos to the Daily Caller. This is uh, Brianna Lyman, L-Y-M-A-N. She is um, has reminded us, and you probably remember this. You probably remember this. Chuck Schumer, you may not remember him being here with Rachel Maddow because you probably tried to scrub those memories uh, from existence. Or you not, might just be intimidated at the amount of just, uh, well, say just uh, brain power sitting here at the, at the table when you think about the collective worldview here. I'm just just saying. But Rachel Maddow, she's talking with Chuck Schumer. And she is talking with him about this. Um, again, you, we have to go back in time. In 2017, we have to put ourselves into the situation and into the context because context, as I've said on here all the time, context is absolutely king. And so back in 2017, this is January 2017, it's right after Trump became president and was inaugurated. This is when the left was screaming at the ah, universe, all that kind of stuff, just crying, probably still had canceled classes. Some of these leftist professors were, you know, maybe canceling the whole next semester, for all we know. Service dogs, adult coloring books. You remember the drill here. This is back literally what was happening. And so at the time... The narrative or the point was to say Trump is such an idiot. He has no idea how government works. And so they were literally Chuck Schumer and Rachel Maddow here. This should leave people speechless. They were literally talking about how dumb Trump was for not knowing the intelligence community was going to potentially try to pay him back. Now, keep in mind, the intelligence community is under is under the authority of the President of the United States. It is part of the executive branch. They answer to him. This is why Trump can fire someone like James Comey um, or appoint people to those positions because it answers to that office. And so this in and of itself proves that there is a deep state. If you have... Actors in the FBI, CIA, whatever, who are trying to get back at, pay back the sitting president of the United States. Folks, I mean, this is treasonous. This is, this is, 
This is violating the the oath of uh, defending the Constitution of the United States. This is well outside the bounds of how this should work. But they're having an open conversation about this. And that was acceptable back then because that was the narrative in the media. Now, for those of us who have a brain and for those of us who care about truth and the way things really should work, this was it's absurd to engage in this sort of thinking. But I want you to listen to this, and I want you to listen to the way that Chuck Schumer almost, you could say, predicts, although he certainly didn't know the details, but predicted the way, the six ways till Sunday, as Schumer puts it, that the intelligence community was going to work at getting back at Trump. Listen to this ridiculous exchange. I don't know if you have seen this. I don't want to blindside you with this. This is a, this is um, the latest mm-hmm. statement, latest tweet, as you were just saying. The president-elect's latest, latest yeah. unsolicited pronouncement on the intelligence community. This was his tweet just a little while ago tonight. You see the scare quotes there. Wait a minute. The yeah. Unsolicited? It's his? <laughs> the president is in charge of the, in- the intelligence community. It's like saying to your, if, if you're a mother of, of a young child, and you say, hey, this is what I, you know, I need you to do this or to make your bed or do your homework. Rachel Maddow, her comment here about unsolicited, it's like saying, well, that's unsolicited advice and feedback from the mother to the child. Or if you work at a company and the owner of the company or your boss at the company says, I need you to do X, Y, Z, or make that the person above you makes a comment about how things are going at the company. To, to say that Trump's comments about the intelligence community are unsolicited would be like saying that person's opinion at the company is also unsolicited. This, I, this The stupidity here, I don't even know what to say about this. And these are supposed to be the smart, you know, the smart leftists who can make all this make sense to people. This is just stupid. But anyway. Let me continue, and i got to take a break here in a second, but I'm going to play the rest of this. Intelligence briefing on so-called Russian hacking was delayed until Friday. Perhaps more time needed to build a case. Very strange. We're actually told, intelligence sources tell NBC News, since this tweet has been posted, that actually this intelligence briefing for the president-elect was always planned for Friday. It hasn't been delayed. But he's he's taking these Mm -hmm. shots, this antagonism, this taunting to the intelligence community. You you take on the Remember, though, remember, though, and that's Chuck Schumer saying this, Remember, I'm going to back it up a bit so we don't miss what he says, but remember the intelligence community, the same intelligence community that 50 people got together in 2020 and said that Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. The same intelligence officials who told us that the Russians had basically stolen our election, had tricked voters, had done all sorts of things. Trump has every right in the world to criticize that. Anyway, I back this up a bit, so you're going to have to hear Rachel Maddow again. I'm sorry in advance. And you're going to listen to Chuck Schumer. Listen closely to Chuck Schumer's words and keep Mar-a-Lago in mind as I play this. The intelligence tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated I don't know, to? but I, from what I am told... They are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. And we need the intelligence community. We don't know what's going on. Look at the Russian hacking. Without the intelligence community, we wouldn't have uh, discovered it. Do you think he has an agenda to try to dismantle parts of the intelligence community? I mean, this form of taunting hostility. Whether you're a super liberal Democrat or a very conservative Republican, Mm -hmm. you should be against dismantling the intelligence community. 
Well, how about at least getting, how about if you're a extremely liberal Democrat or an extremely conservative Republican, you should be in favor of eradicating any part of our government from people who believe in abusing it for political purposes and for political retribution. How about that, Senator Chuck Schumer? Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Look, I didn't give myself... I knew this would happen. There's so much to talk about with this stupid stuff happening with Mar-a-Lago, the size of government and all that. I'm going to stop that for the moment because today, as I mentioned earlier in the program, marks the seven-year anniversary of this program. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you and to share. Look, I started this program in my wife's closet in the bedroom. I got to be careful how I say that because if I say my wife's bedroom closet, then people say, do you guys want to share a bedroom? No, we we had multiple closets in one bedroom. Hers was uh, was fit the desk where I would broadcast. And that's where we started doing the podcast. And that was on August 10th of 2015, seven years ago today. And we took that show to Freedom 95 here in Indianapolis which is where we're still on today. We've kept it as a podcast. Not long after that, we took it. Uh, we were able to get on Red State Talk Radio, where we're still on today as well. That was in 2016, and we're on the verge, my friends, of uh, by the grace of God. And I am telling you, um, I mean, we've certainly worked hard, but ultimately, um, by the grace of God alone, are we able to basically? have opportunities to get on, I mean, literally more than 80, 80 stations. Now, that's not going to happen all at once. Please don't misunderstand me. This is going to take some time, and I'm still trying to figure this out. Sometimes I can get the cart before the horse if I'm being candid with you. But um, this is exciting, and there's a there's about three markets that we're looking to get on here in ver- in the next the next, I'd like to by the end of this month. And then from there, there's countless, well, there's probably another 30 more that I'd like to get on soon and then continue to expand from that. But I just want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for listening to this program. Thank you for being a part of this uh, from our, w- whenever you've joined us, whether it was from day one, whether it was, you know, today. I just, you happen to tune in on our seven year anniversary. It has been a blast. I love what I do. You make that possible. The advertisers make it possible. The station makes it possible. And I just, um, I'm grateful. It's a, it's a wonderful day, a wonderful thing to celebrate. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Quick time out, my friends, come back and wrap up in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. You know, I really could do a whole show about this gratitude and maybe one day we will just you know share more of the details of, of the story um, the struggles the the challenges the uncertainty the the growth um, you know the more I do this I've always been who I am but I feel like um, I've become even more uh, transparent over over the years of, of doing this, um, part of it's just becoming more comfortable and 
some of its things making more sense than they did today. Part of it's probably not caring <laughs> so much about some of the things. But I just hope that this program is an encouragement to you. I love this country. I respect and admire and just I'm so grateful for those of you that listen. Again, for our stations, um, for our advertisers, I am incredibly blessed. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for um, the emails. Thank you for the text to our numbers or the messages that we've gotten, the encouragement, all of that stuff. Um, it means more to me than I can sometimes ever express. So there's the music telling me it's time to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. See you tomorrow, SDG.